Hi, friends. It's me, Rachel. Pull up a comfy chair. Grab a cup of your choice. For me, it's coffee. And let's chat. You might want to grab a trusty old notebook or your favorite digital doodad for this too. Choices, choices. You see, every community starts as a mere twinkle in someone's eye, a spark of an idea, if you will. And like every ambitious endeavor, we've all had those moments of build it and they will come only to be met with echoing chirps of digital crickets. I mean, raise your hand, right? So what's the missing piece? Well, other than handing out free tacos at your digital doorstep, which (laughs) incidentally, if you figure out how to do that, can you give me a call? Yeah, okay, great, thanks. Uh, The secret sauce is in the planning. I drive my family nuts with my planning. I plan everything. I plan my day. I plan our weekends. I plan our meals. I plan it all. So I'm going to talk to you today about the art of vision planning and not just any kind of vision planning, but vision planning, the next step in the roadmap of your business, a virtual community. And no, this isn't going to be the newest fad from a self-help seminar. It's about creating a thriving digital community with structure and goals. And yes, a bit of that magic stuff. So let's dive in. Step one, from daydreams to day do your vision. So I want you to close your eyes. Imagine your community. What's the chatter like? Are they swapping knitting patterns, debating the best pizza toppings, which we all know there's no debate, it's pepperoni and banana peppers. For sure. <laughs> Diving deep into podcast episode theories or comparing their latest rocket launches to Mars. Yes, podcast series can be just as intense as rocket science, folks. Okay, maybe not that last one, but you get the gist. Start with a clear vision. This isn't just about a community. It's about your community. When I began developing the community lab, my vision was crystal clear. I'd already developed, launched, and continue to maintain two very thriving communities, both of which in niche markets, both of which highly successful. Within one of those communities, we've already hosted a full day event with over 20 speakers and three speaker tracks and breakout sessions and over 700 attendees. With our second round coming soon, where we look to double that attendance. Imagine getting an audience of 700 ready-made buyers. 700 people who are there for you and you alone. It's like a dream come true when you're trying to sell that next big idea, that next course launch, the next podcast, you name it. Building a community around it should be on that roadmap for you. I want to demonstrate that digital communities are the most vibrant and fulfilling platforms for bringing your dreams to life. With the incessant clamor of conventional social media, those intimate interactions have developed into mere clicks instead of genuine connections. And if there's one valuable lesson 
I've inquired during my two decades of business, it's that people make purchases from other people. So I was reading through this fabulous book I absolutely love called Invisible Influence by the one and only Jonah Berg. Well, let me backtrack for a second here. We don't really know one another well. There's one thing you should know about me that's probably really important is that I am a giant nerd, like in all ways. I love Parks and Rec in the office. I watch both from start to finish every year, if not once, maybe twice. I also loved every Marvel movie up into the end game. Don't get me started on phase four. And I love to read. I love to read actual books and hold paper in my hand. And I know it's crazy. I'm telling you to make a virtual community. I'm going to tell you how to plan out your community using a whiteboard that's online in a Miro account. I'm going to tell you all these really great tools that you can use to help you be organized that have nothing to do with paper. But I still use post-it notes. I still write down notes. And even though I obviously have to keep my life managed with a digital calendar, I also write out every day in my really pretty planner that I buy every year from Emily Lay because there's nothing cuter. There's still something very satisfying about creating a list and marking out the things when you get them done. And that might be my 44-year-old self saying that, but I love it. Now, let's go back to Jonah and you'll start to understand why his book, Invisible Influence, is so beneficial to understanding how people buy and understanding why building a community and having that true vision is important. So one of the things he talks about in there, he spills the tea on the power of conformity. So let me give you an example. What do you call the fizzy drinks you drink out of a can? Do you call them a pop? Do you call them a soda? Or are you one of those, it's a Coke? You know, I'll have any Coke sort of people. I'm a soda girl, but I know pop people. I grew up in the Midwest, spent a lot of time in Montana. And out in Montana, they're definitely called pops. You head down south and it's suddenly a Coke. A Coke's a Coke, right? No, Coke's a Pepsi sometimes. It can be really confusing. So some of the concept boils down to our hometown vibes. But a sneaky part of it is where our feet are planted right now and the crowd that we're mingling in. Kind of makes you wonder. When I was crafting the community lab, it hit me. The whole conformity, Jess, it's not just about drinks. It's about the secret sauce and vision planning of buzzing digital community. I wanted to be able to bring to the table and show course creators, podcast hosts, coaches, consultants, that the thing they're missing in their business roadmap is their own vibrant community, a place where you can be seen, you can be heard, and the noise of traditional social media is gone. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a time and place for traditional social media. You will see me and you will see the community lab all over social media. But that's because social media has its place and its places to help push us in that algorithm. It's to help us get seen by audiences that wouldn't typically see us. And there comes a time where you can sell it on word of mouth. 
There's some big names out in the market that have no problem launching their own private community today and have 10,000 members in their first hour, right? Now, what I'm saying here is that hosting that private community allows you to know that when you put out information in it, when you drop that podcast episode that you've worked hours and endless amounts of time on to have it be just perfect, then it actually is going to get listened to. That your peeps will see it. They're going to see it in the app in their phone when they get a notification and it says, oh, there's a new episode of the Community Lab. I'm dying to listen to it. Opposed to it getting lost in an inbox and getting lost in a notification feed. So there's a time and place for all different types of marketing. And I'm a huge proponent of building that email list because that email list, you own it. You do not own your algorithm or your social media feed. So let's talk a little bit now about what is the secret sauce to vision planning your community and how you plan out your community. And you might already have a community. You might already have a Facebook group. And you say, Rachel, why would I move my Facebook group off of Facebook? Well, there are a lot of reasons to. First and foremost is control and ownership. You don't actually own anything on Facebook's platform. So that group that you tirelessly cultivate and nurture, it all lives on a platform that you have no control over. None. Zero. Zilt. And we all know, we've all seen the horror stories where you go to log in one day and you've magically broken some rule and now you have to go through a process to get access to your group back because at the end of the day it's not really your group it's facebook's group so that's number one number two a lot of people are leaving facebook a lot less people are statistically logging into facebook daily other social media platforms have far surpassed the activity that Facebook used to see. And it really is getting left in the dust. A report from 2021 saw that Facebook was losing 2 million daily active users in the US and Canada. And more importantly, 57% of US adults reported using Facebook less frequently. So less frequently logging into Facebook means they're less frequently likely to engage with your community. Now imagine creating a private community, a community where you control the ownership and you control the member's experience. So no more logging in and having to see a bunch of retargeted marketing or posts that have no reference to you. Now imagine that your community member simply looks out at their phone and they see, oh, there's a, a new little red notification on the icon for the app for my community. And I click it and when I open it, I can see the content that I wanna see and there's no ads inside. Now, don't get me wrong. You can totally monetize your community and offer ad space inside. You can do affiliate marketing inside your community. There's also a right and wrong way to make people have a really great experience. And there's a nice balance. I, don't get me wrong, inside the community lab, I'm going to show you all the tools that I love. I'm going to give you links to them. 
And on occasion, I'm going to get a little bit of a feedback for sharing that information. But nine times out of 10, I've just negotiated that so that you get a discount. Now, that's a nice way of presenting information, of presenting products. And then there's the in your face all the time, check me out. People are kind of over that type of marketing. People want more strategic marketing. They want to be marketed to. They don't really want to admit that they know they're being marketed to. And this is where Facebook fails and they fail big. Now, last but not least, I am going to talk all the time about how you have to start an email list, how you have to grow an email list. I'm going to teach you how to do those things. I've done them for, I don't even know how many clients at this point, but your email list is your golden ticket. That's where the profit part of passion and profit come into play. If you don't have the community member's email, you only have this capability to push out information and sort of hope for the best. And don't get me wrong, it's a great gateway. It's a really great gateway because it's free. There's no cost to start a Facebook group. And there are costs associated with hosting a private community. So it comes down to what works best for your budget and where you're at and where you're starting. And for us, it makes the most sense. Even though the community lab at this point, when I'm recording this episode, we don't have a community yet. And you might think that's crazy. How can you make an entire podcast and build an entire community around community building and you don't have a community yet? Well, I've built a lot of really great ones and I've nurtured them and I've cultivated them and I know exactly what it takes to do the same. When you have your own private community, you also own that list. You have their contact information. You have their email now. And you have to follow rules. You can't just spam people with marketing messages all the time. That doesn't work either. There's really good ways to nurture your list. And there's really good ways to even push a sale out. And, and we'll talk about them. We're going to talk about them in the community lab. We're going to talk about them in the inner circle. We're going to talk about all of that. But at the end of the day, you don't own anything on the Facebook platform. You don't have control. And that's why, that is the number one reason why when someone says to me, well, why would I take my really thriving, great Facebook group off of Facebook? Because you could really monetize it better. And there's really great strategies to private community building. Number one, the freemium plan, just like we have. The community lab is absolutely free. And we have a lot to offer in our freemium space. Education, freebies, you name it, we are putting it in there. We're going to host webinars. We're going to host things in the free space. We want people to be engaged there. But of course, we have our pay tier, the inner circle. It's the creme de la creme content. It's the you get to pick my brain. It costs hundreds of dollars an hour to pick my brain and I'm going to let you pick my brain as part of this community it's all about the messaging and it's all about the mindset of saying to yourself well this has kind of been the status quo and I want to be ahead of that and I'm telling you private virtual community building is just that 
Okay. So how do I take and visualize my own private community? And how do I capitalize on the audience that I already have? It's really simple. Ask yourself these three simple questions to help you craft that vision. Number one, purpose and passion. What is the heartbeat of your community? Why does it exist? And what shared passions or goals will unite your members? Essentially, if your community was a book, what's its compelling main plot? So for the community lab, our compelling main plot is how can you turn your passion, that course you love, that podcast you work tirelessly on, your coaching practice, how do you turn that passion, that passion business into profit? Number two, value and interaction. How will your community members benefit from joining? Will they find solutions, companionship, education, just a good old-fashioned meme fest? What will they give back and how will they interact with each other? Number three, culture and evolution. Think about the norms, values, and behaviors you want to encourage. And as things move forward, because let's face it, change is the only constant. How do you envision your community adapting and evolving? For the community lab, you got to pick a point. You have to have a start. Otherwise, you'll keep developing and vision planning and da-da-da-da-da-da-da until you never launch. And so for us, we're coming out of the gate with a really great starting point. And we have such a plan for our first year. And if we can hit each one of those markers, we know that we can make change within this space. And that is really what you want to have as a vision for your community. Okay, I'm going to take a brief break here and we'll get to know a little bit about one of my favorite tools for community building. I'm sure you've already heard me mention a time or two how much I love Circle for building my online community. If you're a fellow podcast host or digital creator looking to elevate your online community, look no further because Circle is endgame. It revolutionizes the way you connect and engage with your audience. Circle offers an intuitive platform that brings together your content, conversations, and community all in one place. It's your one-stop shop for building a vibrant, interactive community that's uniquely yours. Whether you're a podcast host, course creator, or coach, Circle empowers you to create a space that's as dynamic and engaging as your content. Customized to your heart's content from private spaces to integrative live streams, making your community both exclusive and inclusive. Transform your audience into a thriving community with Circle. Watch your engagement soar, your relationships deepen, and your brand grow. It's more than a platform. It's a community builder's dream. So are you ready to bring your community together? Visit circle.so or the link in the show notes and start your free trial today. All right, welcome back, friends. Let's talk about step two, the community vibe. 
Every good community has its own vibe. Think of building your community like assembling the crew from Pawnee's Parks Department. Are you going to be that uber professional, Leslie Nopes binder for every occasion vibe? Maybe the chill and sometimes bewildering vibe of Ron Swanson's woodworking class, or perhaps the unpredictable fun of Tom and Donna's Treat Yourself Day. Figure out your theme song and let it blast. And my 15-year-old daughter would absolutely choose something from Taylor Swift. I, everyone with a 15-year-old daughter knows this. Me, I'm more Ed Sheeran, but that's for a different day. With Circle, it's like being given a blank slate. Or in Pawnee's case, an empty lot. To craft your digital community park. So you're going to paint it. You're going to sculpt it. Hike. Throw in a mini horse statue if you fancy. But remember, while you have creative freedom, it's still crucial to keep the spirit authentic to Pawnee. I mean your community. <laughs> no comic sans, though. That's the Jerry Larry Terry of fonts. Yeah. In the world of digital communities, the vibe is everything. It's like the invisible handshake greeting newcomers. It can either pull people into a warm embrace or give them the cold shoulder. A community's vibe shapes interactions, kindles connections, and ultimately sets the rhythm to which everyone dances. So whether you're aiming for jazz hands or a slow waltz, ensure it resonates with your peeps. So what's the magic ingredient for your community vibe? Keep it real and keep it authentic. So when I was developing the vibe for the community lab, one of the things that was really important to me is that I pulled in colors and feelings that make my heart sing. And most people would look at my, my branding and my color palette and they would think Coastal Grandma because it, it has some of that vibe. But I'm actually more a snowy bluebird day because I'm a skier. And you're going to see that color and that feel kind of flow throughout the community. The other thing that was really important to me was that my community had my personality, my nerdy, dorky references. The other thing that you're going to find in my community is that it's authentic to me. It has my personality. I'm going to talk about Leslie Nope, and I'm going to talk about Michael Scott. And if you don't know who those two people are, oh, wow, we're going to have to work on that. I'm just kidding. But it's important to have your vibe fit you and what you're hoping to achieve so that it is authentic and it does feel real when you're in there. Otherwise, when you're giving feedback or you're trying to help, it won't be well received because it won't feel like you mean it. Okay, let's take another short break. I learned about another tool I couldn't live without. Hello, brilliant minds and creative hearts. Are you ready to take your email marketing to new heights? Discover the beauty and power of Flowdesk. Flowdesk is more than just an email platform. It's where design meets efficiency, helping you create stunning professional emails that truly reflect your brand's essence. Say goodbye to bland and hello to breathtaking. With user-friendly templates, 
and intuitive design tools, Flowdesk makes it easy for anyone to craft gorgeous emails. Whether you're announcing a new product, sharing a newsletter, or engaging your community, your emails will look like a work of art. And the best part? Flowdesk offers flat rate pricing. That means unlimited emails, subscribers, and all the creativity you can muster with no surprise fees. Join the thousands of entrepreneurs, creatives, and business owners who are transforming their email marketing with Flowdesk. Create emails that your subscribers can't wait to open. Start your journey with Flowdesk today by using code COMMUNITYLAB. That's C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y-L-A-B at checkout to receive 50% off your subscription now. Welcome back to step three. Evolve, adapt, and grow. No, I'm not going to go all Darwin on you or anything. But your community, like every great sitcom, will have its seasons. Think about how Jim transitioned from pulling pranks at his desk to managing them from an office. Or how Dwight went from being the eccentric beet farmer to Scranton's most beloved regional manager. Your community is on a similar journey. There'll be times that feel like the Dundee Awards, full of enthusiasm and questionable karaoke, and others that feel like a quiet day in the edX. You gotta roll with it. Keep the narrative engaging and always keep the break room open for new members. One of the most important pieces of the process is not to skimp out on step three. It is to truly put together a one-year plan, a two-year plan, a three-year plan. Have an idea of where you see your community. Where do I see my community after the first quarter of the year? I plan out everything by the quarter. So the whole first quarter of 2024 is set in the books, ready to go for the community lab. And we've already begun working on quarter two. I also have a vision of where I see the community lab after its first year, what I see it doing in its second year, and I even see what it'll be doing at year five. It's important to lay out that groundwork now. It helps you to goal plan and it helps you put together a true vision. It also allows you the capacity and grace to say, ooh, I've planned too much. I need to push this to here. And that's okay too. We're gonna learn about grace on another day. All right, guys. So if you've stuck around through this whirlwind of community building wisdom, Give yourself a pat on the back. You're ready to take on the digital universe like a true community building maestro. Remember, constructing a community isn't a set it and forget it affair. It's a continuous journey of highs and lows and everything in between, just like all small businesses. Sometimes you'll be on the top of the world and other times, well, you might feel like you're trudging uphill. But chin up, buttercup because it's all part of the process. At the core of it all, your community is your sanctuary. It's the realm where tales are spun, connections are forged, and where mutual passions ignite. As you venture forward, always remember the essence of your mission. 
your members, your vision, your digital drive. When uncertainty clouds the path, anchor yourself in the purpose and passion that you set out with. Now, about those digital tacos. Okay, friends, thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Bye.